purpose. Amen. Hallelujah. Tell the person next to you, you're going to leave different than you came in this morning. I don't hear y'all talking. Tell them, you're going to leave different here this morning. Amen. You know, I don't say that just to say it. Can we try that again? Tell someone next to you, you're going to leave different here this morning. Amen. Y'all need to get fired up. Amen. Y'all need to get excited about serving God. Some of y'all need to check your pulse, see if you're alive. How can you listen to a song that beautiful, that amazing, those words so powerful, and just stand there like a deadbeat? What's wrong with you? Maybe you oh, I feel it on the inside. Sometimes y'all need to show it on the outside. Amen? Amen. Come on, church. I come back from a revival, so I'm stirred up. Amen. If you got your notes and your Bibles this morning, I want to I talk to you about, I'm going to preach a message I've never preached. I'm always amazed when God does that. We were traveling and, and got back after midnight last night, and I'm praying on the plane, God, I got to get a message between midnight and 10 a.m. for Father's Day. And that's a short amount of time, and somewhere in their sleep. Amen. And, I, and the Lord spoke to me on the plane coming back from Denver, clear as a bell, and he said, talk about me. Talk about me, he said. All the, all the time on Father's Days, I, I talk about dads, and I talk about how to be a dad, and I talk about how important it is to lead and all those things. But I'm going to talk about our daddy this morning. Amen? And his name is the ultimate father. Amen? The ultimate father. And I want, I, I, let me tell you something. As I began to, just began, I was talking to Destiny, on the, she went with me, and I thank God she went with me. She sang every service just like that before I preached, and it makes it a lot easier to preach when she gets done singing, amen. And she sang every, every night for me. And, you know, that was, her, that was like her senior trip. That's what's, that's what's amazing. When you're in the ministry, you turn ministry into, into vacation. We don't ever take it separate. We just make it ministry. And I said, Destiny, I want you to go with me on this trip, and we're going to hang out together. We're going we're to just be together, but I said, I'm going to put you to work. And every night, she had a different song, and every night she prayed, and she said, what should I sing? And I said, I don't know. What's the Lord telling you? And I wouldn't tell her what I was going to preach about, and then she'd sing a song, and it'd just be perfect for what I was going to preach about. Amen. And God would just move in those services. And so I told her, walking the 50 miles in this one spot, like between the airplane, there's this one place that seems like purgatory in the airport. Have you ever been to the place in the airport that's you get on there and you have to walk like 50 miles to get to the concourse? It feels like purgatory. The, ro- the roof's real low, and you just, you're just like, where am I going? And I told Desi, you get to where those smaller planes are. I don't like small planes, by the way. If I ever have to travel, I make sure it's a big one because those little ones, I don't like them at all. And we got over there to go get some coffee. We had to walk real far. And it was funny because, like, the, the, the further you got out, the smaller the airplane, airport got and the smaller the airplanes got. And I thought, man, these poor people that got a small flying these, and I've been on them before, those tiny little planes. And I said, look, Desi, even the little place they got to stay in to get on the plane is tiny. They're getting you prepared to stick you in that tube. Amen? And so I said, God gave me the message. I said, I'm going to talk about the ultimate father. And when you begin to think this morning about the ultimate father, see, it doesn't matter if you had a good father or not. 
because we have the ultimate father this morning, amen, who has no rival, who words cannot express, amen, and I want to brag on, on him this morning, and you know what, God is somebody who can do that, you know, like we, we could say, hey, brag on me, and that wouldn't really be right, but God can say brag on me and get away with it, because he's God, amen, and so I want to read quite a few verses this morning, if you'll just uh, go with me to Psalm 68, 5. You might not be able to keep up on the verses, and don't worry about that, but do, do write them down and read them later because, man, God, when you begin to think of God the Father, you know, this is what's so amazing about the Trinity. We, we understand that God is three in one. He's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and, and, and we have to learn to appreciate each one of those things. And just to get you, give you an understanding, we, we worship all three as one. And one and three. He's, you know the word Trinity is not in the Bible, but it exists. Amen? And we know the Holy Spirit is what we feel right now. When we're praying and we're singing that song and you begin to feel something, we don't always get to feel something, but when you get to feel something like that or you get prayed for and warmth comes in your body or something happens in your body, that's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's so awesome because Jesus said, I'm going to go away and I'm going to send the comforter so that if I don't go, you won't have the comforter. So he left and went to heaven and sent it to heaven. So he's here today. We know who Jesus is. We know what Jesus did for us. We know that we're saved because of his death on the cross. But God the Father, he's our daddy. And, and, and we don't have to, to worry about what kind of earthly dad I have, good or bad. If you have a good one, you should embrace that man, thank God for that man, and honor that man, and love that man, and, and, and tell him how much he means to you, and all the above. If you have a bad father, you should still honor that man. Amen? But we have a father in heaven that is so worthy of praise this morning, and Psalm 68, 5 says he's a father to the fatherless. A father to the fathers. I won't ask you to raise your hand. You might be here this morning. Your father's passed away or you never knew your father. Never had him in your life. Well, guess what? God is a father to the fatherless. And he's a defender of widows, the Bible says. And is God in his holy habitation. Now, I only picked a few because I could do this literally for hours. There's so many verses when you begin to think of the Father and you begin to think of his love. 1 John 3 verse 1 says, behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us. Have you ever thought recently how much love God had when he thought about us and he created us, amen? It says, behold, 1 John 3 1, the love of the Father has bestowed us that we, listen, should be called children of God. Are you amazed that you can call God Father? Does that amaze anybody else in here? We, we were on, this was crazy too, on the plane last night, we were looking out, it was dark, and there was a lightning show. Has anybody ever seen one of those? Man, I tried to look out as long as I could because I was on the aisle. It was, we tried to get it on camera. You can't grab it. It's almost like God's like, nah, it's just for you. Right, Dusty? We tried to video it, and it wouldn't show up. But it was like, and just just the whole sky lit up. And 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 that's what Dusty said. She said, I think this is just for us, just to see. 
And you, you look out at that, and I said, Desi, do you, do you realize that one who's doing that right there is our daddy? Come on, somebody. That's, that's our dad. Our dad's making that light show out there. And I said, I don't know if he's happy or mad. He might be mad. Hey, man, I don't know what his, what his feelings are, but he's making that right now, and it's pretty cool. And it's not hitting us. Hey, man. I was thinking, whoever's down there in that area is in trouble. It's like, shh, shh, shh. And it just went on almost the whole flight that you could see off where there was no clouds at that moment. And it says, he loves us that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Do you realize how blessed you are this morning that you know God? You know him. You don't just know about him. You know him. Now, I want to talk about some quality traits of God this morning. I'm just going to brag on him. But one thing I want to throw in for the fathers this morning, just one quote, could have had many, is there's only three ways that you teach your child. Okay, men? Write this down, especially men. It'll work for women too, especially women who are the mother and the father. There's only three ways that you lead your child. Number one is by example. By example. That means you don't say, do as I say, you say, do as I do. A lot of leaders, a lot of fathers say, do as I say. But they don't say, do as I do, because they don't live by example. And we need to live by example. Number two is you need to live by example. And number three is you need to live by example. Those are the three things you need to do, men. Example. Example, example. Because God has called, we understand this morning, men, that we will never be like God. We will never be perfect. We will never be that person that God is, that, that, that triune God, that perfect God, that everlasting God. But we can try to have his traits. And, we, and the Bible says we're made in his image. And so we can say, God, in, in the best of my ability, I want to be an example to my kids of who you are. An example. And how many know, a lot of people in this world, let me think about this, a lot of people, as I go to the traits, I, I'm going to name quite a few, and, and only a few of the thousands and millions probably, but how many know if you were talking to somebody who doesn't know God, they could quickly say one of God's traits is he's an angry God. He's mad. He's, he's, he's fire. He's wrath, right? Isn't that, what the, isn't that what an angry world would think about God that doesn't know him? And they would, they would name, they, that, that, that would just, to me, I would think that would be the focus. If we were to go out to, today and just walk the streets and, hey, what do, you th- what do you think? Give me a trait of God. You're obviously going to get some people that are going to say other ones, but a lot of them would say in anger because they don't know him, well, he's a mean God. Or he's that God that allows all that bad stuff to happen. How many are with me? Right in that kind of responses you'd get because they don't know him. But God has given us an example in the word over and over from Genesis to Revelation of who he is. And I thought, man, as I was thinking about that lightning, one of his traits is he's really creative. He created the heavens and the earth, the sun, the moon, and the stars, and all the earth that we have. He created that in six days. He's pretty creative. He's the creator. 
Amen? And so we can follow his example of being creative, but, man, he, no one can ever match him. You know, I, when, I, when I look at a, a lightning show like that, or when I hear thunder, or when I see a storm, or when I see a beautiful sunset, on the other side of the plane was a sunset. One side was lightning, and the other side was sunset. When I see a beautiful river, when I see a beautiful mountain, when I see beautiful, have you ever tripped out on just looking at the clouds? Just looking at clouds, it's like, man, they could have just been one shape, but he made them all these crazy shapes because he's a creative God. He's a loving God, as I just read in, in 1 John. Listen to this verse, Psalms 103, 13. Don't try to probably keep up with me moving your Bible. Please write these down because I want you to go brag on your daddy later, amen? I want you to go and look at these verses. But listen to what this says, Psalms 103, verse 13. This is the New Living Translation. The Lord is like a father to his children. That's enough to go home on right there. The Lord is like a father to his children. Listen, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. Tender and compassionate to those who fear him. When we fear the Lord in a reverent fear, how many know that in a right relationship of a father and a child, there's a reverent fear in a right relationship? There's a reverent fear that this man in my life is who God put over me to love me and to be compassionate to me. But how many also know that if we have the right relationship with our father and especially God, he's going to correct us sometimes. I remember seeing a bratty kid and said, man, someone needs to correct that kid. Someone needs to stop that. Amen? Someone needs to step in and do something about that. Well, sometimes God looks down on us and we're some brats. Amen? We're some bratty kids. And when he chastises us or corrects us, we might get mad. But he's saying, look, man, I don't want you, you, don't, you don't realize how bad you look right now. I was, I was talking to some of the kids in Cortez and, and, I, and I've always did this with my girls, and I've always done it with kids. And I was saying, because one, one of the kids was crying and whining. And so I just whined back at him. It's the best thing you can do to a kid. They're like, eh, you just do that back to them, and they're like, seriously? It's an awesome tool. Because they look at you, and they're thinking, I somehow in their little tiny finite minds, they think, do I look like that? Or sometimes I would video them. And I would show it to them. I would say, look what you look like. And, they, they, you know, they would go a couple days. They would come back. But it works, right? I think sometimes God's looking down on us and he chastises us because he's thinking, I need you to know you look like a whiny little baby right now. I need to get this right because you are my example. You are my son. You are my daughter. So I'm going to fix that a little bit. Okay? So he loves us and he's tender to those who fear him. Now here's another one. He's merciful and compassionate. Does anybody know God as a merciful and compassionate God this morning? Amen? He, he's a merciful and compassionate God. Lamentations chapter 3, 22 and 23 says, Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Come on, somebody. See, we think, he, see, he, he can be that God of lightning and thunder and wrath because he's God. And how many know if we were God, we would have destroyed us a long time ago? Why, we'd have been done. We'd have been Bruce Almighty. We just slammed, slammed lightning all around and just took everybody out. But it says because of his mercy and his compassion, we're not consumed. 
So if we're still standing today alive, it's because of his mercy and his compassion. Now watch this. Then it says, because his compassions fail not. And they are new every morning. God's mercies are new every morning. Praise God. Amen. And great, say it with me, is his faithfulness. He's merciful and he's compassionate. Now, anybody that knows me, when I, I, I'm not an acronym person. I very rarely do this, but the Lord gave me one. So I went with it. Is that what it's called, by the way? When you have a letter and something goes with it? Okay. Thank you. Father, write this down. Father. Lord gave me, God had to give it to me quick, and he gave it to me quick. Praise God. I got in here this morning, and it was just boom, 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 boom. Father. And I didn't, I, to God be the glory here, Holy Spirit was just speaking things. I thought, Father, F, I thought, faithful. Faithful. Write that down. Faithful. He's faithful. How many know God is a faithful God? Amen. He's faithful. Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God, who keeps his covenant and mercy for a thousand generations for those who love him and keep his commandments. A thousand generations. Here, here's the people, people don't know God, so they think, man, God's a God of anger and he's a God of wrath and he's a God of punishment but they don't know the Bible that says if you're disobedient and don't love God, he'll visit that to the third, fourth, fifth generation. But when he's love, it's thousands of generations. How many see the difference of what he wants to do? He wants to be a loving, compassionate, merciful God. And he doesn't want to visit the families through disobedience. He wants to be blessings. He wants to give mercy and passion. It says, for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. So, F Father, faithful, number A, or letter A, and, and I'm going to give you just a second. I don't want you to say nothing, but just for a second, go with me on this and think. In your mind, maybe even write something down. What would A be to you? I'm going to give you just a second on each one. I want you to participate. Don't shout it out, though. Just quickly, if, an, if something comes to your mind, to your spirit, an A, write it down there. And then I'm going to say it. Nothing comes, that's fine. Some of you may be going, I'm blank. That's fine. He's able. God is able. How many know God the Father as an able God? Here's what Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says. And not only is he able, he's abundant. Amen? Ephesians 3.20 says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. He's, a, he's an able God. Maybe you don't know God like I'm talking about this morning. He wants you to. He wants you to know him as a faithful God. He wants you to know him as an able God, an abundant God. T. Write something down. I'm not going to check this later. I'm not going to do a quiz. Think of something in your spirit. T. What could the T mean? What could I mean? There's so many thousands of verses for each one that could happen. But what would T mean? Amen. Maybe you got something written down there. Maybe you got something thought of. He's a teacher. He's a teacher. I'm here thankful that he teaches us. He teaches us. How many need some teaching this morning? 
All right. You that didn't raise your hand, what do you need? We all need teaching. Amen? We need teaching. And that, that's the problem sometimes is we say, how many need teaching? And the ones that need teaching don't raise their hands because <laughs> we need teaching. Amen. Is that true? We all need teaching. If somebody in here thinks they've arrived, we're in trouble. I have not, I don't know nothing except Jesus and him crucified. Amen. I, the more I know, the less I know. The longer I know God, the less I know, but I know he is my teacher. And Psalms 32, 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will, this is beautiful, I will guide you with my eye. How many want to be guided by God? He'll teach you. Amen. If we ask, Paul said that at the offering, if, or at the prayer, if we ask, that was one thing that really spoke to me in this little rally as I went to receive. We don't have because we don't ask. How many have seen that in your life? We don't have because we don't ask. H. H out of the Father. What could that mean to you? What, could, what comes to your spirit? What comes to your mind as you're making this with me? There's probably more than one, but to me, I think my God is a helper. He's a helper. And there's a and, and as I was doing this, verses were popping into my spirit, and this one came, Psalm 46.1, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Isn't it awesome to know that you can call on God? Jeremiah 33 3 says, call on his name, and he'll answer. Has anybody in here see God help you through some things this morning? Amen. And how many are seeing that these things kind of all work together too? Amen. He's able and he wants to do abundant things, but he wants to teach us how to do things the way he does. See, a lot of you in here this morning have seen that in the last few months and years of your life as a believer. You started to see, man, when I look back at the way I did things before I knew Jesus and I look at the way I do things now knowing Jesus, and as I listen to him and obey, I sure do have a better life. I sure do have more money. I sure do have less headaches. I sure do have less problems because I'm allowing God, the, the Father, to teach me some things and show me that he is an abundant God if I do things the way that he says I should do them. Amen? If you do things your way, you're going to get what you can get. But if I do things God's way, I'll get what God can give me. E. So he's, he's faithful. He's able. He's a teacher. He's a helper, and he's an E. Could be everything. Could be everlasting. Those are some good ones. But I, I see him as encourager. He's an encourager. Has God ever encouraged you? Has the, has the God of this universe ever, ever said, hey, I'm here? You felt alone, and God shows up. And Isaiah 41.10 says, fear not, for I am with you. If that's not encouraging, I don't know what is. He says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isn't that an awesome verse? Amen. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. 
I'll uphold you with my righteous right hand. And the last one is R. What does the R mean in my, in my life? What, what could come to your, you could think of restore, right? I'm not giving you enough time, am I, to think. You could think, man, he's righteous. That's a good one. But what came to my spirit was probably the best of all these. He's my redeemer. Has he redeemed anybody in this place this morning? Is there anybody in here that has a father that's redeemed you? See, that right there is where I get excited. That right there is where everything comes together because I realize all those things don't mean anything if God has not redeemed me from the place that I was. Amen. He has redeemed me from a future that I had that was separating me and him by my sin. Because I know nobody in here can stand and say I ain't got no sin. We all do, amen? All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so we realize that in, in, in God's mercy and God's compassion and in his abundance and the fact that he helps and he teaches, he does all that so that he can redeem me. And listen to this verse as I close. Isaiah 44, 22. By the way, there's a lot of great verses in Isaiah. As I was putting this out, I was finding out how much of the Father exists in Isaiah, amen? The prophetic word of Isaiah. Isaiah 44, 22. Now, if, if none of those have gotten you excited, I hope this one does right here. He says, fear, sorry, he says, I have blotted out. Now, let me ask you a question real quick. How many of you have ever sinned? How many of you sinned this week? How many of you sinned in the last 24 hours? All you that didn't raise your hand are liars. Amen. You all sin by lying. Amen. <laughs> you might not have done one on purpose, but we we fall short. Amen. Amen. You all, you all follow what I'm saying. We're, we're sinners every day. We're fighting the flesh, and sometimes it's the little things that God forgives, but we're sin, we have a sin nature. I wasn't talking about how many of you shot up in the last 24 hours or got drunk or fornicated. or I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about sin. But I understand what you were thinking. I've blotted out like a thick cloud your transgressions. Whew. Like a thick cloud your transgressions. And by the way, let me just throw something in about clouds because there's new people here. Clouds. Clouds, man. Clouds are a trip. I still... I, I just think clouds in my mind goes, I don't understand. So let me explain what I mean. What do clouds do, by the way? Is anybody here? What do clouds do? They hold rain, right? I mean, they, do, they, they hold the sun back sometimes, which is awesome. But what they really do is hold rain, okay? So some of you have heard me say this over the years, and I don't care how anybody explains it to me. I will always go, clouds hold rain, but clouds are nothing. So, so nothing, and, and rain is something, right? So when rain hits you, it's wet, and it sometimes can really tear up things, right? So we're going in the plane last night, driving, and we're flying through clouds that are nothing but hold something. Does that make anybody else just go crazy? Y'all following me? I'm, I'm trying to get you to understand how amazing God is. I'm like, we're looking out over the horizon, and it's really cool because when it's really cloudy, you see like a floor. 
If you've ever been on a plane, you're at 37,000 feet, feet in the air, and you see like a floor of clouds. And when it's cloudy, sometimes you see the ground. But it's just, just this flat thing of clouds. And then when we first take off, we're going through clouds. So we're, Desi was like, look, and we're in a cloud. All of a sudden, we see the city. All of a sudden, we don't. Thick cloud. That's what I'm showing you here. Thick cloud. All of a sudden, we can't see the city. That's how he blots out our sins. He doesn't see us anymore. He sees the blood. He sees the blood of Jesus, and he doesn't see our sins anymore. And so in his nature of hating sin, he, his nature is to see the sin and, and, and go, whoa, 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 lights, light, lights, lights, sin, 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 sin. And then all of a sudden a thick cloud comes in front of him, and it blots out our sins. But, but I still can't understand how we can fly through a cloud that's something that's not anything that holds something, that rains, and how come when we hit that cloud, we don't bump into it? Does that make sense? God's amazing, church. He says, I've blotted it out like a thick cloud, your transgressions, and like a cloud, your sins. He says, return to me, for I have redeemed you. Amen. Musicians, you can come this morning. I have redeemed you you. Bow your heads with me if you would this morning. So he's an awesome father. He is, as the sign said behind me this morning, the ultimate father. And and it doesn't matter if you have a great father on this earth or not, you have the ultimate father this morning. A father to the fatherless. You have a God who's faithful. You have a father who's able. You have a father who teaches you. You have a father who helps you. You have a father who encourages you. You have a father who redeems you. I'm going to say this again because as I'm saying it and you're praying right now and you're listening to the Holy Spirit, you ought to be able to feel the love of God as I remind you that he says, I'm a father that is faithful. Because we have a lot of people who aren't faithful in our lives. He says, I'm a father that's able because we have a lot of people who aren't able to help us. We have a father who's a teacher. We have a lot of people who don't know how to teach us. We have a father who's a helper. Because sometimes it's hard to find help. We have a father who encourages us. Man, is how, how far does the encouragement go in your life? Sometimes all I need is a word of encouragement. I can make it. And he's a father who redeems you this morning. All of us like sheep, the Bible says, have gone astray. All of us, the Bible says, have fallen short of his glory. But he is our redeemer this morning. And as your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I want you to think of of the greatest verse in the whole Bible. For God so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Oh, he's a good father. He is a good, good father. What an anointed song. He's a good father. that you would this morning 
somehow realize how good he is, that you realize how much he loves you, that you'd not get so caught up in this world and things going on around you that you would forget he's faithful, he's able, he's a teacher, he's a helper, he's an encourager, and he's your redeemer this morning. How many all over this place could say, Pastor, I have listened to your message that God gave you, and I, I know this morning that God is good. I've never looked at him like that. I've never understood that, that he's so loving, that he really wants me to do good things and has a plan for my life. This morning, you say, I don't know that God you're talking about, but I want to. I've heard of him. I've heard about him, but I've kind of had a weird view of him, and I, I realized this morning he is good. Few and far in between are the verses that talk about his wrath and his anger. And he's always only anger, angry when we don't listen. He only pours out his wrath when people disobey over and over and over and over again. But 90% of the Bible, he's luring and calling and saying, I'm here. I'll remember. I'll restore you. I'll forgive you. I'll heal you. One of the most beautiful verses in the Bible, too, is it says, His kindness leads me to repentance his kindness if you're here this morning and you don't know that God that I'm talking about he wants you to how many could say would you pray with me this morning I don't know him but I want to just put your hand up and put it right back down all over this place just say that's me I want to know him I've never given Jesus Christ the son lordship of my life and I want to this morning say that's me right here just put your hand up maybe you're backslidden you need to come home today you need to get right with God you've lost your first love just say that's me pray for me pastor God sees your heart amen let's stand to our feet this morning my, my prayer and hope this morning is that this message has encouraged you caused you to think more about the mighty, amazing attributes of our Father. Amen? And those are just a few. And that's something that we should we should write that down. We should remember that. And then you should pray, God, give me things what, that you are. He's faithful. He's forgiving. He's a fighter. I mean, you could go on with each. I mean, do that sometime. Just go on there and think about some of those words that come to your spirit and realize how good God is. He's a loving Father. And this morning, again, Sometimes we don't see those attributes in our Father. I thank God for my great Father here on this earth. I am blessed that I have a God-fearing, God-loving, great example in my life. And I honor Him this morning. It's a blessing to have Him with me in this church working. I'm blessed to have that Father. But I know some people don't. Some people don't have their Father here. Some people don't have that example. Never had a good example. Many of you men are doing a great job being a father without having ever seen a good example. And our prayer in this church is through discipleship that we can help you learn how to be a good father. I don't have any physical sons, but I thank God that he's given me spiritual sons that I can try my best to be an example to. And men, you can be an example to somebody. That's our, that's our theme in discipleship. Committing unto other men those things that we have learned. 
teaching them so that they can learn as well. Some of you, some of you ladies in here, you're the father too. You're a father and a mother. Some of you ladies in here don't have a father, but this message is so great because it has God way up there where he belongs as an awesome, good, amazing, ultimate father that never fails. And so when you struggle in your relationships on the earth, you can always look up to the good father this morning. Amen. We're going to open up the altars this morning. Let's just worship him for a few minutes as she sings this song.